At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play. Welcome into the nuts. He's a mall Shaw, and I'm Mike Palm. Coming up in ten minutes. We've got George Sedano of ESPN Amal. He's going to preview game one of the NBA Finals, which starts tonight. Christmas Day has come again here at Visa. Yeah, absolutely right. Can't wait to get his takes on this intriguing, intriguing matchup. It's Phoenix Suns and the somewhat healthy Milwaukee Bucks. Certainly. It's got soccer around the globe. Yeah. Copa America going second semifinalist today. In Europe, the first semifinalist today. All access between Italy and Spain. But I want to take us back to Montreal last night, where the Canadians never trailed. Winning in overtime 3-2, to two, that number pushes the 5, but they force a game 5 back in Tampa Bay. I thought when Montreal took a one nothing lead, they needed to win that game for you because you need Vasilevsky to have four shutouts in the four closeout games. Yeah, like, that's exactly what I was <laughs> right. thinking myself. I didn't have any action on the game, so I thought it would be a good opportunity to get this thing back in Tampa, but a little bit of concern with the weather there. We know the Rays game today against the Indians postponed. has been postponed, mm-hmm. so a little bit of consideration going into what could potentially be delayed on Wednesday night. I expect Tampa to be able to close it out, but Nikita Kucherov had an opportunity. Could have wrapped up the Conn Smythe, nah. but he failed. But he still took more money. He's down Now he's down to what, a negative number, minus 106. Well, that's got to be Alex Petrangelo, as I say, because he's a defenseman. He knows the greatness of a Kucherov. I, I know we sit here going into game five. I still think you got to pound Vasilevsky at minus 125. You got him at plus 350. I'd make a minus 250 right now. 
Well, you know, these hockey experts over here doing a <laughs> tremendous job. Nikita Kucherov, <laughs> hasn't played in 56 games, comes in as healthy for the stretch here. And all Andre Vasilevsky has done is had four shutouts in the postseason. He's limited in this series so far. The Canadians to just seven goals. What is that, about a 1.75 goals per game average? I mean, he's done a tremendous job. The number last night close about 155 of them all in favor of the road team, the Lightning. When it jumps back to South Florida, not South Florida, but North Florida, uh, more like central, central, central Florida. Central, central Florida's Florida. Orlando, by the central, way. Don't, don't, offend, don't offend the people around I four. Central is Florida. Um, I see them more than a two dollar favorite now, up to two twenty tomorrow night. Well, don't you think? I, I thought it, Tampa had a couple of opportunities. Montreal, not taking anything away from them, but they just seem like they're completely outclassed here. You know, when you watch them against Vegas, they did a tremendous job defensively and then counterattacked when the opportunities presented itself. Reminds me a lot of what you'd see out of Belgium in soccer, right? They'd defend, defend, and then they'd get the ball to De Bruyne. He would run the ball all the way and try and find Lukaku if possible and then try and get a goal. And it's a similar situation here with these guys. They just try to wait to counterattack. They don't have that much attack zone time. If you look at the shots, the number of shot attempts by Tampa far outweighing what Montreal is able to do, putting constant pressure on Carey Price in that defense. To me, Montreal reminds me more of Tottenham on the counterattack because they get these kids that just try to outskate you, and if they can get control of the puck in the defensive zone, they, it's like they throw the bomb in football, right? Yeah. They're, they're going for that pass to try to get a breakaway or, or a two-on-one, much similar to what uh, what Mourinho would do with defend, 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 and then try to counter with Kane and, uh, and Sonny. Yeah, you know, last night getting out shot by 13 shots, just 21 shots on net, but getting three past Vasilevsky. Uh, they were, I thought Tampa was in a bit of trouble when they didn't capitalize on the power play. In case you missed it, Shea Weber takes a high sticking, drew blood. Uh, so they wind up with a four-minute power play. And then in that one-minute regulation, going into three minutes of overtime, Tampa couldn't capitalize on it. And I had a feeling Montreal would have an opportunity at that point. But uh, now down 3-1, real challenge here. Only the 42 Leafs have come back in the Stanley Cup Finals down 3-0 to win it. Let's take a look at the exact result for the series here. Of course, 240, uh, which suggests what that number is going to end up at in Game 5. If you think that Montreal can win in Tampa and then Tampa would close out in Montreal in Game 6, it's plus 365. If you think it's Lightning in 7, plus 850. If you think it's Canadians in 7, plus $11. Yeah, what's the line on the game? I didn't think it was 220. Yeah, okay, but the, the, yeah. they have this at series exact score at minus 4 to 1, minus 240. You know what? I'd like to lay an extra 20 cents. It, it may close at that. It may get to 240, but right now it opened 210, I saw, and now up to 220. Of course, these odds brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bernard Madoff. No, no, no. Well, there's, a, there's a little uh, bit of a straddle in some of these numbers. I don't understand why it's 4 to 1 is minus 240, but uh, in terms of the game line is minus 220. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, because there's money built into that market. That was a futures market that's taken money into it already. Oh, give me a break. Just adjust <laughs> the 20 cents and stop trying to manipulate your uh, your constituents or, you know, your customers. Any your thoughts consumers? on the total five again uh, at no, AML? No, I, I can't play this one. I'm thinking the numbers have been right around it. You're seeing it. You saw that one. Look, it was fortunate with the uh, turnover, and what a beautiful play by Tampa to get the first goal to tie it at one apiece. Uh, this has been competitive in 2-2. You get right into overtime, you wind up with a push. So for me, you wait and see if you can get a 5.5 on the in play when the game starts. I was disappointed I didn't play my first period under. Uh, I had lost the one game, so I just I was waiting to cash the series ticket. This is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall shot. It was interesting last night, though, when you talk about our, our VEASAN hockey analyst. Andy McNeil uh, was on the under last night and bet a bunch of players – to have under a half a point assist assist or goals uh, in that game. And Dennis Bernstein, who was on Follow the Money earlier in the day, was on the over. As it winds up, uh, they both end up pushing their bet at five. It is game one of the NBA Finals tonight in Phoenix. The Milwaukee Bucks travel west to take on the Phoenix Suns. 
We see a game line here, Amal, that's vacillated between five and a half and six and a half. Depends on where you look for this line. There's a lot of sixes out there as well right now. Uh, your total sitting around 219 here. You're going to have to lay near 250 if you would like to play the Suns on the money line in game one. Yeah, don't have any interest in doing that. Uh, I think this is a kind of a big number here. I would be taking a look simply at Milwaukee plus six and a half. I think the number's gotten a little bit high. I'd love to see it get to seven. Have to take a look at the books. Uh, excuse me, Bucks at this point. Five, it's actually come down now to five and a half. So uh, five and a half doesn't intrigue me as much. Six and a half was, I thought, was a big number. How about the total of them all? No, thank you. No, thanks. I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, if you look at these two teams and the games they've played in the playoffs so far, it suggests a game in the mid-two teens. I tend to look at this game, and I don't know if I'm going to make a play on it or not, but I would look at the under here, 219.5. Phoenix off rest, I think something like five out of the last six games have gone under. That's great. Now, I want to ask you a question since I took this total on Saturday. You're telling me. <laughs> well, you didn't you, anticipate the 73.3rd quarter. No, I didn't expect, I didn't anticipate 130 points second half, 135 to be exact. I had a 130 point margin. You kept on telling me, you and John Von Tobel kept on telling me about Nate McMillan and the great defense they've been playing. Where the hell was that? I never once said Nate McMillan and the great defense they've been playing. Go I simply asked the, about the turnaround in this team. They were horrible. They got McMillan and they were better. All of a sudden, Nate McMillan found a way to be a great coach defensively. That's a new. He ignored it for 20 new years. In now the all of a sudden, new in the NBA lexicon is the McMillan factor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he worked out very well. He signed, though. You saw that story yesterday. Gordon Woj signed a four-year deal to stay in Atlanta. Well, that's good for him. Good for him. Well, it's a good move for him. He's got a young team. Of course it is. Four he's years, got a young team. And he's got a young team. You know, this, his simple response should have been the Charles Barkley line. Do you have a pen? Do you see Atlanta as a force to be reckoned with in the East in the next few years? Why, is Brooklyn disbanding? I don't know if they can stay healthy. Well, I think they'll be fine next year. I think this is a great opportunity for them. You'll have an 82-game season. You can rest these guys intermittently the way the uh, Clippers did with Kawhi Leonard. I think Brooklyn's going to be an absolute force. Carmelo Anthony potentially could land in Brooklyn. He'll give them some points off the bench. He doesn't. He can be a number eight or nine guy on that team, and he can get you a night where he can get you 20, but most nights he can get you between – Five to ten points, good contributions off the bench. I think his team's going to be extremely dangerous. I think Philly's got some serious question marks when you look at Ben Simmons and where he's at mentally speaking. I, I think it's going to be a real challenge. Can he progress going forward? I know Doc Rivers says publicly he believes in him. The question is, if they can get the right trade package, would they do it? To me, if you could acquire Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons, on paper it seems like a good move, but I think the one thing that's uh, overlooked with Ben Simmons is his defensive ability. Do you make uh, the Nets the prohibitive favorite to win the NBA title next year? I do, yes. All right. Let's ask that same question to our friend George Sedano of ESPN. George, thanks for joining us to talk some NBA finals. Uh, Happy to do it, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. George, when you look at this series, we're not sure if Giannis will be back. We've seen Phoenix installed as a series favorite somewhere between 175 and 180. They're a a five-and-a-half-point favorite in Game 1 tonight. The first question to you is, if there's no Giannis, can the Bucks win this series? Well, flatly, no. Uh, I mean, they could still be competitive to the point where they can win a couple of games uh, because they've got a guy in Chris Middleton who can score 30 points and a guy in Drew Holiday that's very good, and they're relatively deep. Uh, I don't think that, that that's a small thing. Uh, however, Without the best player, I mean, a guy who's a two-time MVP, I don't believe they have a chance to win this series, barring some sort of catastrophic injury on the other side. George, to the injury for Giannis, just from your perspective, forget any things you may have heard. 
Do you really believe he can come back and be a contributor? Because when I saw that an injury initially, I thought, oh, boy, the Bucks are done. Well, I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but I've seen that injury numerous times. And generally, people take weeks to come back from that injury. So if he's going to come back from that, I would imagine there would be some semblance of lingering effects. You know, uh, George, Amal and I, since uh, the Bucks were able to advance past the Nets in the Eastern semifinals, have been eyeing this bet of NBA Finals MVP of Chris Middleton. We've thought now for, for the better part of two mm-hmm. months that the best barometer of the Bucks is Middleton, not Giannis. Giannis is going to get his, his 30 and, and, and his 12. But how Middleton shoots more often than not determines if the Bucks win a game. And we, we love this bet at 12-1. to Of course it keeps coming down. The problem is, <laughs> can they win the series without Giannis? Now at 5-1, to one, I would think that Giannis would almost have to come back in some limited role to help them win the series for Middleton to still be able to win MVP. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think Middleton is actually the good play because of Giannis's injury. I know that you're right, that Giannis is the more steady one of the two and the bigger difference in their wins and losses is Middleton because he kind of swings it in one way or another. Um, but I think it's a safe bet. Like, you know, if they find a way to get Giannis on the floor and be a, a contributor of some sorts, Chris Middleton will have to be the guy that leads them from a scoring perspective for sure. Uh, we saw Brooke Lopez play particularly well. Do you believe that could be the norm in this series, or was that an aberration what we saw down the stretch against Atlanta? I mean, it all depends on really what Drew Holiday and company do with him because a lot of those looks were easy looks that he was just getting at the rim as the defense was rotating to the guard. Um, you know, it's not to say that, you know, Brooke isn't a good player at this stage because he still is a very good player if you give him the opportunities. But it's not like they were just, you know, throwing it down low to him and him going to work like Brooke Lopez back with the New Jersey Nets back in the day. That wasn't what was happening that day. We're speaking with uh, George Sedano of ESPN. You can find him on Twitter, at Sedano. Hear him on ESPN 710 in L.A. I want to ask about the L.A. teams now. If you're Rob Palenka uh, and running the Lakers organization, George, uh, what are you trying to do in the offseason here? You're trying to use Dennis Schroeder's contract demands to your favor. I don't think Dennis Schroeder will be back with Los Angeles. That's just my guess. But you're going to need him to sign and trade to get, in theory, a player that fits better than Dennis Schroeder does. And what they need is someone who can score, which is why you see these DeMar DeRozan rumors here over the last 24 hours or so. And while I don't know if DeMar is a good fit necessarily with them, because I still think that the best players around LeBron are guys who can stretch the floor some, uh, I, I do understand the logic to some extent. But they, they need that. They need someone that if Anthony Davis isn't in the lineup for one reason or another can help LeBron with the scoring burden. I'm not really worried about LeBron being healthy next season because he'll have all this time off. But look, the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. And whether that's LeBron, who has not had a ton of injuries in his career, but has had some here over the last couple of years, both of them kind of freak injuries, nonetheless, uh, still injuries with Davis, there is injury history. Now, it's not some outside of this year where, you know, you're talking about Achilles tendinosis, which is scary just in general. I think that there is still a history of him not playing in games. So you want someone you can rely upon with LeBron to take on that scoring burden. 
George, with the Lakers obviously being the marquee franchise in the NBA, how attractive can they be towards a player who may be willing to take a lower salary to come and play potential championships than the off-court opportunities that exist in Los Angeles? Because I always felt like that's the biggest advantage the Lakers have over every team in the NBA is, hey, maybe you may not make as much money here, but post-career, look at Rick Fox. I mean, he, he was not a huge name in terms of what he did compared to other guys in the league, but he's had a tremendous career post-playing, and playing for the Lakers is a huge benefactor of that. Sure, I don't think there's any doubt about that stuff, but I think that the guys that you're looking at in those situations are veteran guys who have been in the league probably at least a decade or so that are at the tail ends of their career, or maybe you're squeezing out the last year or two out of a role player's prime. But, you know, that that's really it. But championship teams need guys like that. Like you mentioned Rick Fox, Robert Ory, Derek Fisher. Those guys weren't making big money back in those days. Even the guys that are on the current roster, I know in theory it sounds like a lot of money, but Contavious Caldwell Pope was making anywhere between you know ten, twelve million dollars. That's what you pay a guy who's in a top six or seven in your rotation these days. So can they find guys like that? Maybe a mid-level now, which is approximately you know nine million dollars. Sure, they could probably find those guys. And I'm curious to see, to be frank with you, where Andre Drummond fits in their plans. I know as of last season. There was talk that they wanted him to be part of the equation. I, I don't know where that stands at the moment, though. George, same question about the Clippers. If you're if you're Lawrence Frank and Michael Winger, uh, what's your plan for the offseason? Was this just a case of Kawhi getting injured? Do you feel that you were the team that was going to go to the NBA Finals before the Kawhi injury and possibly win it this year? Or do you need to do some, some pretty drastic things in the offseason as well? I think both things could be true. Uh, I think that they need a point guard for sure because Paul George, as good as he's been this postseason, there's a lot on his plate when Kawhi's on there as a distributor. And Chauncey Billups did a pretty good job this year of making that something that was workable, but it's not really in Paul's traditional skill set. Paul is good at finding open guys when he's you know, cutting to the basket or slashing to the lane or creating off the dribble, but you know, it's different to have the mindset of, okay, I got to get guys going. I got to get myself going. I got to make sure I get Kawhi enough touches. And Kawhi was dealing with that to some extent the previous season. And again, it's just not, you know, in their relative skill set. Not to say they can't do it and do it pretty well, but it's not what they're out there for. So if they can get a Kyle Lowry of sorts, who I think will be a guy that a lot of teams will be looking at, whether it's the Lakers, the Clippers, the Miami Heat are going to be involved. Uh, I think the Sixers could be involved again in Kyle Lowry. So I think those four teams, uh, and obviously Toronto will probably attempt to keep him, but my, my guess is that they will move off of him, perhaps in a sign-and-trade. I, I think that he's someone that could fix some of those situations and remedy some of those uh, woes that they may have at the point guard position. George, we appreciate you making the time for this morning. Great stuff as always. You got it, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Enjoy the finals. You know, I thought he made a great point on Middleton and the Bucks, which is Middleton has a chance to be finals MVP, especially if Giannis misses the first two games and they get a split in Phoenix. I do think it's going to be a challenge for this team to be able to win without Giannis. Uh, I feel if he can contribute in any way positively, I think he'll be out there. Well, if you think the Bucs can win, I mean, it's a better bet to take Middleton at 5-1 to one than to take the Bucs at plus 150. I, I agree with you, but it's not a confident bet, right? Like, yeah, it's not I a, understand. You know, I think it's one you take as a small bet, as a flyer, because if you think Milwaukee wins, I, I mean... Well, look, I like it a lot better at 12-1, to one and you still had Giannis. You know what I yeah. mean? Because if, if Middleton, 
you know, puts up four games where they where he scores 35 and they win those four games, you have an argument for him. What about DeAndre Ayton at 25 to 1? If Giannis is not in the middle, I don't know if Brooke Lopez is necessarily going to do a bang-up job on Ayton. He could have a series where he winds up with four 20-plus games, double-digit rebounds, winds up with an impressive statistical line over four games in terms of out of the seven. That could be a key for him to getting finals MVP, particularly if Chris Wall or Booker. I think Booker's going to have a hard matchup with Holiday guarding him. I would look at Chris Paul or a long shot with Aiton in this series. So when we make these bets or when the, the public makes these bets, you also have to handicap the voters, right? Because you're making a decision on what somebody votes on. Uh, how much factor does lifetime achievement or body of work come into this in the NBA? I don't know about the NBA. I know it worked in 1993 in college football. It was the Bobby Bowden Lifetime Achievement Award. I know it worked the same thing for uh, in Nebraska in 1995. Uh, but to me, uh, I, I look at some of these things situations and i'm like i think chris paul is going to get it remember he's head of the players union president Mm -hmm. of the union uh i I mean i don't know what his rapport with the media is but i would assume at this stage of his career he's probably a little bit friendlier than maybe he was at one point in time and guys kind of realize that hey this is maybe an area i want to get into when i retire maybe i should be a little bit more cordial with some of the people i'm dealing with yeah and you know he's obviously put up 40 points in the game and he's he's going to get his 10 or 12 assists in these games he's going to be a key part of what he lends to them, though, is that leadership in the fourth quarter in games. I think that's the difference in the team this year, and we both talked about it. He didn't even get talked about for MVP. I, I thought that was an absolute joke. Uh, the way they handed Jokic the MVP this year was absurd. Uh, I thought Chris Paul exemplified the term MVP, most valuable player to any particular team or organization. Where are the Phoenix Suns right now if Chris Paul is not on this team? Um. Probably a seven or eight seed in the West and sitting at home watching the finals. I'm not even completely convinced they're a seven or an eight seed. I mean, this team has had its struggles without him in the lineup at times. I know I know they've done well in, in short spurts this year, but it's mm-hmm. a small sample size. I mean, when you go over the course of a season, he's an absolute difference maker. His ability to command the floor defensively in terms of steals, what he can do, I, I think he's an absolute game changer. We've seen the success that he's had at various places. Now, this is the first time he had gotten to a conference finals and to get through it, uh, obviously a great achievement for him, but still four games to go. For you, does it make the handicapping harder uh, not having the familiar faces at the end of the playoffs? No, it doesn't, but the injury factor, right? I, I mean, I thought when you look at Milwaukee, they did a tremendous job in games five and six without Giannis. You lose a two-time league MVP, and you go, you go out there and you absolutely destroy Atlanta, and then you take care of business in a wire-to-wire job down in Atlanta – uh, really impressive, and I think that's a good confidence builder. I think the other thing that really helps them, they've got pros on this team. They've got pros, pros. Holiday, Lopez, Middleton. These guys are guys you want on your team, even if you've got championship-level players like a Giannis or a Kawhi Leonard or whomever it may be. But I think these guys could potentially find a way. And, Mike, I'm telling you, if they can steal one game in, in the Valley out of two, I think they've got a great chance. We heard Ian Eagle on our program during the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Nets say, if the Bucs don't win it this year, there'll be major changes in that organization. Correct. Will they get a pass because Giannis was hurt? I think so. I think the fact that they've gotten to the finals kind of takes the stigma off of them a little bit. But, you know, if you're Milwaukee, I don't think you can ever get a better scenario than to face off against the Phoenix Suns team. Not taking anything away from them. They were a number two seed. They have the home court advantage. But if I said to you before the playoffs started, you could face the Lakers, the Clippers, Utah Jazz, or Phoenix Suns, which team would you sign up for? Phoenix Suns. Absolutely right. And same thing with Milwaukee. Great opportunity here. Unfortunately, the Giannis injury is going to be a bit of a concern. If he can get back healthy and into the mix, I think they've got a great chance to be able to win their first NBA title in 50 seasons.
Up next, we're going to preview a matchup of the top two teams in the AL West. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall show. We want to take a look at some of the games on the Major League Baseball slate tonight. Let's start at Minute Maid in Houston, where the Astros, who are four and a half games ahead of the A's, host the second place team. Amal, the Astros have won four straight. They swept that series in Cleveland this weekend, put some distance between themselves and the A's, and it's a pretty good pitching matchup tonight. Chris Bassett goes for the A's. He's been an innings eater, over 100 innings already this year. Nine and two, 304 on the ERA. 
just over one on the whip, facing the lefty Framber Valdez, who was on the disabled list the first two months of the season. He's 5-1, and one, solid ERA at 218, whip about the same at 104 here. We're looking at a total of 8.5 of them all. We see the Astros opened around 140, bet up to 145, some places as high as 155 now. Get a pretty decent price on the A's. Yeah, no surprise there uh, in terms of getting the value if you're looking at it from that perspective on the A's because this is a team that can compete. But when you look at Valdez and what he's been able to do so far this year, he's been tremendous. He can go deeper into games than a lot of the pitchers we see these days. Has not really had any rough outings thus far. I think the highest run total he had given up one game was three earned runs. Done a really nice job throughout the entirety of the season. I'd be looking at Houston here. Uh, you said the price at 155 Yes. Mm-hmm. A little bit higher than I normally like to take on a number like this, but uh, I think Houston's going to be a tough one to beat here at home. Critical series when you look at it. Right now, three and a half games back for the A's. This could be a defining series if the Astros are able to get through this thing uh, with a sweep. Yeah, I think the A's need to win, uh, win two out of three here, really. Stay close in, in this well, race in the West. Well, they have to get at least one, right? Because you'd only be back four and a half when you leave Houston. You would be back, though. The, obviously, the concern would be five in the loss column. I still think they have a great chance, but I, I get your point if they can take two out of three, but most importantly, you just can't get swept. Well, Bassett's been their best pitcher, so they've got to look to tonight, too, to get off on a good start here. Let's shift west to Anaheim, where the Red Sox take on the Angels tonight. Red Sox have played very well lately as well. Red Sox winners of nine of their last ten, and they've put four and a half games between themselves and the Tampa Bay Rays in the AL East. Nathan Evoldi takes the mound tonight for the Bo Sox. 9-4, and four, a 341 ERA, a whip of 1.2. Showtime takes the mound for the Angels. Look, he was absolutely awful in the Bronx in his last down, his worst start of his career. He couldn't get through the first inning. He was wild. He had four walks them all. He had two other batters. He was at three ball counts on. Gave up seven earned in two-thirds of an inning. When we look at the numbers here, the right so- the Red Sox, behind their best pitcher so far this year, Avoldi, a very slight road favorite at 115, total of 8.5. I didn't play this game, but I would take Boston. And there's a couple of factors. Otani, to me, he's a great story. He's one of the best offensive players in baseball. But let's not overreact to what he is as a pitcher. He's a solid pitcher. Now, if he was a full-time pitcher without hitting, I think he'd be far superior than he is. And I think that's what hurts him a little bit. Because these other guys have the time to rest in between. You're watching the other pitchers. He's sitting there watching other pitchers trying to figure out how to hit. And he's done a tremendous job of that. What does he have, 31 bombs on the year? Incredible. But I, the other thing, Mike, that's a factor for me, you lose his bat of the lineup tonight. That's a big move in terms of when you look at it from an Angels perspective offensively. The threat of a guy to go yard in every at-bat is not there. When we talk about AL MVP, does his pitching just have to be Hippocratic? In other words, do no harm, just not be awful as a pitcher in order for him to win this if he continues to slug and hit the way he has been? Uh, I would think so. I, I think you have to look at it as, hey, listen, if you're going to talk about Fernando Tatis for MVP, you have to include, <laughs> uh, obviously, Shohei because uh, Tatis is an absolute liability. You know, he can only get four, four runs driven in a single at-bat. You know, Tatis defensively could be given up an infinite number of runs. Yeah, you're right there. And then, uh, of course, the marquee matchup of the night happens in Phoenix as the Colorado Rockies travel to face the Diamondbacks. This is the uh, situation. I don't like your attitude to these two teams. Well, let me tell you something. This is the situation I've been talking about for a long time. What happens when the worst road team in baseball plays the worst team flat in baseball? The Rockies are 6-31 and on the road of all. And the Diamondbacks are on pace to lose 120 games. Something's got to give here. Merrill Kelly against that old gray mare, John Gray. <laughs> you know, this is not a bad pitching matchup on paper, or at least in theory. Who are the Diamondbacks, 
to lay 130 to anybody. I agree. It was 120 earlier. <laughs> I can't believe this thing's gone up 10 cents. You oh. know what? I think it's simply a bet against the fact that the Rockies can hit. However, if you're going to hit the baseball, no better place to play outside of Coors than Chase Field. Very hitter-friendly. Good opportunity here if you are the Diamondbacks. Excuse me, the Rockies end this one in the road. You're going to get a W. You know, it's funny. I was at a Diamondbacks game earlier this year. It was against the Rockies, and the Rockies squashed them. I mean, absolutely crushed them. And so here's another opportunity if you're going to— This was in Phoenix? This was That's in one Phoenix. of their six road Dude, victories. Yeah, it's exactly. I was at one of the six road <laughs> wins this year. It's an aberration. I should have saved the ticket. It's going to be a collector's item. They might win 10 games on the road all year. Yeah. yeah it, it, it is amazing, though. I think out of principle alone, though, you have to take the Rockies here in John Gray. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. On the plus price, yeah. there's no way you can lay a price with the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at where Amal's going and Amal in, where the Palm Reader Playbook is headed, as well as take a look at the European Championship and Copa America, the second semifinal with Argentina featured tonight in Brasilia. you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and The Lombardi Line, or download all of our podcasts. We've got Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers with Jonathan Von Tobel, Long Shots with Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans, Gone Racing with Brendan Gone and Jeff Motley, and the man himself, Ron Flatter, who hosts that racing pod each and every week. They are all free, F-R-E-E, and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever a mall you get all your podcasts. Somebody uh, texted me today and they said, are you going to be doing Gil's uh, Beating the Book podcast during the NFL season again? Will you return for your third season? And I said, you know, I've been thinking about it. Gil hasn't asked yet. And they said, I'm Sure, he's just assuming you're going to do it. I said, well, he can't assume now. We've got this this hit show, The Nuts, every day, so the schedule's a little bit tighter. Yeah, by the way, I, I am trying to advocate for a name change here. I don't think we have too many poker players that tune in. The gamblers, maybe. Uh, that sounds the, good the to gamblers. me. You know, last night, Amal, you had um, the Reds. The Red Legs. Yeah, and the game was tied in the sixth, and I was thinking, should well, I? they play nine. But I was thinking, should I jump in now? Because I didn't have a play in the game. And I thought, can the kid win two in a row? And I ended up passing, but it was a... Can the, it was can a, the kid? Who's the kid? You. The kid, you. Oh, I would. The kid, I, you won Friday. You won a game Friday, and then you would have come back last night with two in a row. I, I win more than I lose. <laughs> well, we'll see that in the record. It comes across on the bottom of the screen. We'll, we'll, we'll speak it verbally for all of our radio listeners. I know no one goes anywhere without their eye heart. Where are you going tonight, Amal? Yeah, 91-76-1 overall, 15 games over 500. We're going with the White Sox up in the Twin Cities tonight. Losers are three in a row. Rodon on the mound here tonight against Jose Barrios. But I like the Sox at this price at minus 117. I still think they're the second-best team in the American League. Uh, I can make a case for Boston, but I still give Chicago the slight edge. I was not as high on the White Sox before the season started. But I like Chicago, and I like Houston as the prohibitive favorites. But you know, I said that when they were at 13-1. I thought the Astros were a take-on team in that spot. I'm not sure that they necessarily get through, but tonight White Sox bounce back after that three-game losing streak. Norman would take a run-line play here, Mike, but I think with Barrios on the mound, it could be a bit of a challenge. You're a Rondon guy. You've bet Rondon oh, as like much as anybody this yeah, year, absolutely. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because terrific. of the value. 
But listen, I like. Listen, you can bet the Grom every game and lay three dollars. Yeah, mean, and there's I, value if he's if he's going up against the Cubs because he's going to throw a no hitter. He is pitching tonight against the Brewers. Yeah, absolutely right. But it's a little bit two dollars again. Yeah, you don't know which night the Mets offense is going to show up. That's true. Um, I'm going to go to the baseball games as well, and I'm going to go to your play from yesterday. I'm going to take Castillo in the first five against the Royals. I just get a little nervous about this Reds bullpen, but. Uh, the Reds have been playing well, and the Royals haven't been scoring runs. They didn't score against uh, the Twins the last couple of days, and they didn't score too many last night. Castillo has been very, very, very good for the last month after he was awful, the worst ROI pitcher in baseball the first two months. Um, the point of this 155, it's getting steamed up now. It's up to 170, I saw, in the first five. I'd still lay 170. I made this bet when I sent it into Bill 80 for the uh, – the, the members only email in the morning uh, at 155. I'd still lay 170. I probably wouldn't go past 180. And then Cubs, Cubbies, they lose their 10th in a row yesterday. Got hammered by the Phils. That game ends up going over. It looked like a dead under all the way at 11. Ends up going over. Nola's the Phillies' best pitcher. Last time we saw Jake Arrieta, the Cubs scored seven for him in the first in Miller Park, and he never had a shot to win that. Couldn't get out of the third inning them all. Oh, and in his defense, I mean, you're not going to win too many games when you only get one touchdown. <laughs> Uh, so we'll take the Phillies. This is for the full game, 135 uh, with Nola. Let's turn our attention to soccer around the globe. Neither yeah, of us can't ha- wait. Neither of us have given out a play on the Italy-Spain semifinal, which goes uh, in just about 20 minutes today. I bet a parlay yesterday that included South America and Europe. I bet a four-team parlay. I laid with Brazil. Now, these were all to win in three ways, so to win in 90 minutes. I took Brazil today. I took Italy today at the plus price in the three-way I took Argentina today, tonight, and then tomorrow, England. It's a four-teamer that pays just about 8-1. to one. I think it was plus 787. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. I didn't touch this game. Total of 2.5. I don't have a real play on that either. Uh, obviously, the Italians a slight edge at plus 145, where the Spaniards are plus 210. Mike, I, I think this is going to be a tough matchup. I, I think this is going to be really intriguing in terms of how this plays out. Um, I'm not sure who's going to come through. I'm looking forward. This game's going to go in about 22 minutes. Looking forward to this one. And then, of course, tomorrow, England-Denmark. What an opportunity if you're England. You know, we talked about in 2018, they're saying it's coming home. Then they forgot France is so much further (laughs) superior in terms of talent. Uh, They didn't get through that one. And you look at this situation now. To me, the big thing is, I I look at this matchup, and you've got two matchups, Wednesday and Sunday at Wembley. If they can somehow come through these two matches, what a night it's going to be to be in London uh, going out on Sunday night if England were to win the Euro Cup at home? I want to ask this question because I've been watching a lot of this Copa America and and, and played in Brazil and Brasilia. Would Brazil, if you put them into the European Championships, be the favorite to win there? I know France probably is still going to be the pre, but I think Brazil can compete with these top 10 teams in Europe without a doubt. Yeah. I, I'd bet them to win it. If they were in the last four here in Europe, I would bet that they would win it. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily go with that, but I would I mean, you sitting there saying they can compete. What are you going to tell me next? Alabama's got a chance to win the SEC? They do. I mean, this is a five-time world, this is five-time world champion Brazil we're talking about. Argentina plays uh, Colombia in the second semifinal tonight. I tell you this, Argentina, I try to bet unders in these games, but they give uh, Messi at least one PK a game. <laughs> they give him one from about three yards outside the 18 that, he, that he's, he's as deadly on as a penalty. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. You put him in the middle there from 20, 25 feet away, and he just hits the corners. There's nothing they can do. It. Stop with the wall. The wall is ridiculous. Let the goalie at least see the kick coming. No, the problem is the reason he why. He kicked it over the wall, yeah, and the goalie can't react. Listen, he has no idea where the ball when is. When you look at there's a handful of guys around yeah. the world 
Ronaldo, Messi, De Bruyne. Uh, you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, some of these guys on set piece, and I'm leaving out so many other yeah. great players. I mean, probably the best I've ever seen, and he's probably not the best of all time, but Roberto Carlos for Brazil. I mean, he could bend it around the wall. I mean, there are some shots. Go on YouTube and pull up a Roberto Carlos shot. It's just unbelievable. I think there was one against France. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The, the ball should have had a turn signal on it. It was so good. Uh, the thing is, if you don't have the wall, what happens is it allows them to take a powerful shot at a lower trajectory. This way, you've got to get it over about a six-foot arc and then get it down below the eight foot of the goal so you can't let the ball elevate too much before it comes down. It presents a challenge. You can't just give them a direct on target because then the ball will be able to elevate as it's going towards the corners. And we saw the Pogba goal. It's a perfect example of it. These guys can hit shots like that. I mean, look, I know they miss from time to time, but the best in the world, there are shots they're going to take. There's just nobody going to be able to, you can't stop them. Any surprises at Wimbledon? Uh, not really. On the women's side, all four of the favorite groups. Jabour finally got beat. Yeah, I told you. I, what did I tell you off air? <laughs> she should be 5,000 to one. Jabour's never going to win a, t- a Grand Slam, okay? You can give her whatever odds you want. She's not going to win it. It doesn't matter if she's 50 to one, 5,000 to one. Sabalenka absolutely ate her lunch. And, you know, I was mad. I forgot to give the plays yesterday. I texted you. I said, these favorites are going to roll. Pliskova rolls. Most games won out of the four matchups with seven total games. Ash Barty absolutely smoking uh, Tom Leonovich. How about the fraud line? Angelique Kerber, can she win it again? She's got a chance. Won it in 2018, back to getting the, back into form right now. We've got a special treat for you when we come back. We're going to preview both of the New York football teams. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into The Nuts. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw. You know, Amal, we've been getting a tremendous amount of feedback about our NFL team previews that we've been doing. And by tremendous amount, I mean a couple tweets a week. And so <laughs> it, it's really inspired us. We were, we were feeling ourselves a little bit. We're going to do two teams today. Ooh. We're going to finish the AFC East with the Jets, and they're gonna, we're going to start the NFC East with the Giants. So let's begin with the Jets today. What we are doing, folks, if you haven't seen it, I can't believe – you wouldn't have seen the other three teams we've done. But what we are doing is we are taking a look at the team props this year and then as well as the individual props, which includes the coach of the year and then the player props that are out there. And we will identify one bet that we think is the best for each team. So closing out the AFC East, the New York Jets. Now, their odds to win the Super Bowl, very reasonable at 100 to 1. To win the AFC, predictably half at 50 to 1. To win the AFC East, they are 20 to 1. The win total, which I think is of interest to you, and I toyed with looking at this, is six and a half. Remember, a 17-game schedule. So you'd need to go to get over seven and 10 to go over. You'd need to be six and 11 to go under. Over is, is get the plus price here, plus 112 on over six and a half, and lay that heavy juice, minus 136 if you think they're going to win six or less. For the Jets to make the playoffs, you get almost five to one, plus 490 to miss the playoffs. And, and this, I don't think, is that bad of a bet. Minus 715. Yeah, I'm not going to lay the 715 for them to miss the playoffs. Too high of a number, but I tend to agree because, Mike, I like this one under the total of 6.5. When you look at this team from an offensive perspective last year, absolutely putrid. I want to give you a couple of statistics on this team. Jets, 32nd in total offense, 280 yards per game. Mike, 135 yards per game behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about that for a second. That is an astronomical number in terms of how inept, to, inept their offense was. Not that bad. I mean, it, it's only 64 yards a quarter. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, this team just couldn't get it done in terms of offensively. Uh, they're just pathetic. And in terms of the running game, uh, non-existent at times. But more importantly, the passing game was a real problem. 31st in passing offense. The only team that was behind them in passing was Baltimore, the Ravens. Uh, but that was because they were able to run the ball so effectively. And we see the Jets at 175 yards per game passing. They've got to get better. But this is the key stat that really tells you everything you need to know about the Jets. 15.2 points per game last year. Dead last in the National Football League. Second worst is the team we're going to preview next. 
Well, let's take a look at their schedule uh, because you said under six and a half, correct? Yes. So let's take a look at their schedule. Now, in division, obviously, they'll play the Dolphins twice, the Patriots twice, and the Bills twice. One what and five you, at best. Uh, did you think they could get to two and four? Could they steal one game against the Patriots in Miami each? I thought about this. Would they be one and five or two and four? What was the most well, predictive thing? And I thought they could be two and four. So, you know, it was funny. In my survivor pool last mm-hmm. year, if I didn't screw up and I had taken Cincinnati where I was supposed yeah. to, New England was going to be my pick in week 17. A friend of mine and I talked about it. He said, this is the best bet. He goes, wait a minute. They're 10-point favorite on the road. Now they're only a three-point favorite at home. We see the Patriots take care of business. I think this team, like I said, one win. I'm not sure if it's against the Pats or the Dolphins at home. Mm-hmm. I think they lose both to the Bills. I think Jacksonville is going to be an improved team. They have them at home. They have the Eagles at home. Uh, they have the Buccaneers, which should probably be a loss at home. Now, they benefit from the fact that they get the Texans, the, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. They've got to win uh, both two out of three of those games. And then they've got to find some other games along the way. But I, I think they're going to be really challenged. And, Mike, the important thing is to be able to get to this number of seven. They've got to get out of the block fairly quickly. If you struggle early on, that's a, that's a huge factor in terms of how you perform later on. Well, think, talking about out of the block, they get to face their former quarterback, Sam Darnold, in week one when they play at the Panthers. Yeah, by, by the way, I saw Sam Darnold at the Lomachenko fight uh, about a week and a half ago. And he was hanging out with some people that were vastly older than him. I was just hoping it wasn't his offensive line. These guys all look so old. I said, no wonder why he couldn't throw the ball, couldn't block for him. And, and you know, look, Wilson, he could be an upgrade. I don't know yet. I, I hope he does well. He's got some moxie to him. I told you, though, before, Darnold was not going to be that good because I saw when he played Ohio State, he couldn't beat pros in college. He wasn't going to do it at the NFL level. I'm not sold on him. Now they got a new change, new regime, Robert Sala coming in there. He's not bringing that defense from the 49ers. Let's see how impactful he can be with this Jets team. Let's take a look at the individual props, and this is where I'm going to make uh, my prediction here. It's, it speaks volumes to the Jets in that they only have three. We've seen teams with six or seven different uh, listed with rookies of the year and offensive defensive players. They have three. They do have Salah for coach of the year at 18-1 to one coming in there. Not high enough. From the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to be my play at 18-1. to one. It's not high enough. Here's why. Tell me what it should be. It should be about 30 or 40 to 1. Okay. Because you've got a you team. You think Urban Meyer is a better choice for this? No, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is based on the odds of a team that was second to worst in the NFL last year. To be coach of the year, you, you've got to really make the postseason. This is not like the NBA where we're going to give it to Doc Rivers in Orlando. They missed the playoffs. This is a scenario where if he's going to get coach of the year, they've got to make a marked improvement to at least eight to nine wins. Well, that's my point. Since they have a win, I mean, if, if you improve five to six wins, don't you get consideration for this? And can this team win seven or eight games? Mike, it's like those 400 people that go in for a cattle call job interview. If you are the second person out the door in the final two people and you don't get the job, you get paid the same as the other 398 candidates. Just because you're in consideration, you got to win this thing. Zach Wilson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, 8-1. to one, Should be higher. Elijah Moore, Offensive Rookie of the Year, 40-1. to one. Well, if they want somebody to urinate on a fire hydrant, he's their guy, the wide receiver from Mississippi. Uh, the reality of it is he's not good enough at 40 to 1, and Zach Wilson, 8 to 1, not high enough. What are you laughing at? That's a true fact. Cost him the, cost him the end bowl. I know. I saw that. Uh, I was on live. It was a standalone game for everybody gotta, to watch. Gotta, that. Be yeah. careful walking around Manhattan, man. There's a lot of fire hydrants. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I don't know. Uh, I think I think this team will improve. I, I looked at your play, the under six and a half. Yeah. But I didn't want to lay 136, and I thought there was a chance for them to do decently with inside of the division. I think this team probably ends up six or seven wins, which is still an improvement over what they were. I just don't like any of these other bets. Okay, so you think the best case scenario, they go two and four in the division? Yes. 
Okay. I do. It's fine. I do. And then they would have to win four. They'd have to go four and seven outside. So Salah at 18 to one is your play on the Jets. It is. Okay. It is. All right. Now let's uh, flip over to the NFC side of the Eastern divisions and take a look at their rival, the New York Giants. The Giants are 66 to one to win the Super Bowl, 28 to one to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. In this division that was very weak last year, uh, the NFC East, they are plus 350 to win the division. Their win total set at seven with the over heavily juiced minus 143. You get back plus 118 if you think they go six and 11 or worse. To make the playoffs plus 210, to miss the playoffs minus 265. Oh, it's amazing to me is they're plus 350 to win the East, but they're only minus 265 to miss the playoffs. That tells you everything you need to know about the NFC East. My, I, I like them to miss. I don't think Daniel Jones can throw the ball effectively. You look at this team, I pointed out some of the stats on the Jets. These guys are just slightly ahead of them. 31st in total offense, 300 yards per game. Second worst in the NFL in points per game, scored 17.5 points. And in terms of uh, passing offense, 29th at about 189 yards per game. This team has got to get better offensively until we see that out of Joe Judge's team. Can't back them. Really difficult for me to believe in this Giants team. Again, another team facing a potential 1-5 within the division. Uh, maybe 2-4 and four if everything breaks correctly. You think that the Eagles are better than the Giants? I do believe that, yes. Even with Jalen Hurts. What, you're, you're a Daniel Jones guy? I think they're more talented on the offensive side of the ball. Well, first of all, can Saquon Barkley stay healthy? Look, I agree with you when you look at the outside. Uh, Shepard, you look at, of course, Saquon Barkley, uh, Engram. This team is dangerous in terms of the pass catchers. But the one problem is the guy delivering the football. You know, Jalen Hurts, for all my criticisms of him, he's a gamer. This guy finds ways, maybe whether it's with his legs, his arms, whatever he's got to do, he's going to try and make a play. I'm not saying they're going to win a ton, but I think they're still better than uh, the New York Giants. And here's the other thing. They've got one major advantage coming into this season. They don't have Doug Peterson anymore. Let's take a look at the individual uh, props. Joe Judge for Coach of the Year is 20-1. to 1. Saquon Barkley for Offensive Player of the Year is 16-1. to 1. For Comeback Player of the Year is 6-1. to 1. Leonard Williams, Defensive Player of the Year, 100 to 1. Kadarius Toney, Offensive Rookie of the Year, 33 to 1. Aziz Ajalari, the Defensive Rookie of the Year, 20 to 1. And Aaron Robinson, Defensive Rookie of the Year, 80 to 1. They have seven individual props listed compared to the Jets' three. Um, you know, I'm going to find my play out of this group. I don't, I don't know if you know what it is, if you've. If that was tipped off to you, but it, it was. So oh, I'm no. going to let you go ahead and decipher that one. But how about Kadarius Tony at 33 to one? Because if he's used properly, you're going to see him on some on some bubble screens, some plays. This kid is cat quick. If you didn't see him play at Florida, Florida one yeah. of my favorite players in the college football last year. Tons of fun to watch. Uh, I would say a slimmer, a little bit not a strong of a version of Percy Harvin, but a very good player. I took Saquon Barkley for comeback player of the year. And it was really just a process of elimination for me in that I think he can stay healthy. Now, he's not, he's not a back that you're going to run into the line 30 times a game, right? He's a home run hitter. You're going to hope that he gets through the line and he outruns everybody. Also, out of the backfield, obviously, use him. But when you look at who are the other candidates for comeback uh, player of the year, right? I know you're high on Wentz. I think Wentz is much more susceptible to injury and not completing the season than Saquon Barkley is. I, here's why I don't agree with you. Because nowadays, the quarterbacks have become a protected species. They, they can't get hit. It's just as long as he doesn't injure himself. Uh, Saquon Barkley still has to go through the rigors of being a running back. That's the real challenge for him. 
uh, if he can stay healthy. And the other problem is he has to shoulder so much of the load for the Giants. When you look at the Colts and what they have potentially, Pittman Jr. has really emerged. Uh, Paris Campbell can stay healthy. We know what T.Y. Hilton can do. Running game has slowly but surely improved. He's got a much, much better offensive line in Indianapolis than he did in Philadelphia. I think that makes a huge difference. Are you of the mindset that you think the football team is the best team in this division? I do, and I think with Fitzpatrick, it's a huge upgrade. I think Fitzpatrick may not necessarily be the most accurate passer or the most complete passer, but he's got a couple of speed guys now. McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, uh, to me, this team's going to be dangerous defensively. I think they're going to take a step even further forward than they were last year. Sweat and Young are turning into two of the best rushers as a unit in uh, football. I think they're going to be very dangerous. Big day ahead in sports. The Access Powers Italy and Spain meet, and it's game one of the NBA Finals tonight from the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix as the Bucks, without Giannis, try to steal a game. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.